Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. Welcome back to episode, I can't believe it, Josh, episode 65. 65. Of the Have We Made It Yet podcast. You know, like, back when we first started this podcast out, I've been like, you know, maximum maybe like six months. And then six months later, then we'd make it big. But apparently we haven't. So that's why we keep on making these episodes going on. So we're at episode 65. If this is your first time listening, this is the show where two creatives, and I'm so excited for today, two creatives and their guest talk about the process of making it. As always, my name is Lucas Ng, the actor portion of this podcast, and I'm joined by my co-host. Josh Yang. I am the comedian, amateur comedian portion of this podcast. Yes, he is. And... You know, I, I do have to continually ask this, even though this is the 65th time. Actually, no, we had a bonus episode. So this is technically episode 66. Almost. Ooh, ooh, 66. It's just around Halloween. Oh, this could be like, yeah, this is a sneaky devil episode. I oh, I oh, like it. Satanic, uh, I don't know what that was, but <laughs> uh, well, wait, what? Just well, whatever. Apparently, like a lot oh, of conservative Christians. Yeah, the oh. six and then the all seeing eye. They're like, oh, it's, it's, it's a pagan. Of- yeah, I mean that now now it's like symbology is all over the place and it's like nothing means anything, everything means something. Anyways, we're getting off track. Either way, 65 plus one bonus episode. Exactly. In. And um yeah, it's been it's been quite a ride, but I feel like I feel like we're getting closer, if not getting further away from the- <laughs> so yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna throw the question out to you because I haven't yeah. even asked you it. Yeah. Mr. Josh Young. Did I say your last name right? Whoa. I mean, yes. I uh, At this point, nobody really nobody really cares. I, I care. I care. And I appreciate you for caring. You're my brother, of course. Mr. Josh Young, have you made it yet? I have not made it yet. I have not made it yet. And it's been a year and six, seven months. And I would say uh, there were ups and downs. And uh, right yeah. now is a bit of a lull, a bit of a lull. But uh, I'm kind of... I'm enjoying the lull a bit, kind of re reorganizing, chilling out for the next little bit, maybe try to get some more reading and, and, and writing and other kind of areas of my brain out. So uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're chugging along. We'll see what happens, but I am excited, you know, with COVID starting to loosen up a bit, more restrictions are getting lifted next spring. I, uh, they announced in Ontario as well that they're probably going to try and uh, lift all restrictions. So here's hoping that uh, we'll have a full and vibrant, you know, indoor outdoor comedy scene in Toronto in the spring. So 2022, baby, 2022, 2022, baby. 
Love it. Yeah, capacity uh, limits are slowly being lifted up right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That just helps in making it for me. But hey, Lucas, Lucas, I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. Number episode 65 plus one. Have you made it yet? Not yet. Not yet. But, you know, right now I am, um, you know, they, they always say, like, if you ever want to perfect your craft, um, do at least one thing a day that will help you get closer there. So, uh, of course, acting is my North Star. That's what I'm striving towards and everything like that. But in 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 going towards that North Star and eventually hoping, hoping to find baby Jesus in a manger, you know, yeah. you... You got to make sure that you have a clear runway and that at times means a financial runway to fund that goal. Um, so right now I am working a classic nine to five job right now. Well, it's actually more closer to like nine thirty to seven job right now, but it is within the same industry and I'm, I'm calculating money and everything like that. And it, and it does feel good to not have to stress out so much about money. Mm-hmm. So that's another like reliever that I have on me right now. And in addition to that, I'm also doing auditions with self tape. So things are slowly getting busier. And actually after this, I have to do a voiceover audition. So nice. I have to nice. just use the same setup, mm. but it's just, you know, make sure, making sure at least for myself that I at least have that financial runway to still pursue my goals because that North star, it's still really damn far away. But at the same time, it's like, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure I can still ride that camel back and find my baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, along the way, you need some wise men with you. So uh, I'm happy to be here on this journey with you as one of your wise men. And then uh, I don't know, we'll find somebody else. Maybe, maybe Jeff, Jeff, the, the pod father of this pod podcast. Pod father. I need He's the a, sage. Yeah. Yeah. It's the three. We're the three wise creatives. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, Josh. Um, we do have a third panel today. That's yes, yes. We do third wise guest. Third wise guest. I know I always ask you this, but uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. So for the introduction here, I was first introduced to our next guest as I had auditioned for her to be in her as of yet released short film. She answered my many questions about the tone and the motivations of the character. And from there, I knew I was chatting with someone who was and still is a true creative. She guided me through the process. And from there, I really understood what moved her to write the story and how much it does mean to her. Our next guest has been featured on the National Screen Institute and her shorts are on the Bureau of Creative Works which is a library of films from award-winning filmmakers all over the world. Just last year, our guest had her film Margot selected as part of 2020's Toronto Real Asian Film Festival. A great festival in all of Toronto, if everyone's ever interested in going. Uh, Her writing and directing work focuses on giving women a voice as the characters in her shorts navigate through everyday daily life such as finding a party and getting lost in the process in her short film, Two Ladies, Uh, navigating through new work environments and fighting the ambiguity that comes with sexual harassment in Margot, and protecting one's tip money as a waitress feels unsafe in the big city in yellow envelopes. These slice of life stories speak to the authentic experiences of a lived life in all its quirks, 
all while giving life to the moments that make us all feel human. Now, back to the audition. I eventually booked the part and got to work and collaborate with this amazing filmmaker. It's my honor to introduce the director and writer, Steffi Tupé. I can come on now, right? Yeah, yeah, you're on. yeah, I'm on. I almost uh, want to cry. That was very well written. Thank you for writing that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming on, though. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Awesome. And as we had rehearsed when you initially signed on, Steffi, have you made it yet? I'm gonna make it complicated. I'm gonna say yes and no. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, yes. And yes, first, because um, I don't know, like a couple of years ago, I was working at a restaurant and um, I was working part time and it was just tough. You know, like when you're finishing a shift at like 11 o'clock at night and you don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> um, and also just like figuring out how to make movies at the same time. So compared to that point, um, yeah, I think so. I like my apartment right now. I have a wonderful partner and a job. So, and, and um, I, I made um, Marco and that film, uh, Yellow Envelopes, that's yet to be released. So I feel pretty good, but also, um, you know, there's those, there are those times where you don't feel like you make it. And yeah. Oh, but if we can just <laughs> reflect a little bit on that, on that part that might be missing in the making it though. Um, I yeah, if you I, could, I, I think it's it's very simple. It's just external validation, basically, mm. right? Um, external validation and different contexts. Like it would be great if I didn't have to work a day job, um, and I could just be writing and making movies all the time. Mm -hmm. um, that's basically it. That's the dream, literally, Josh, though, like, we all feel that the day that we don't have to work our, our day jobs that take us away from our creative passions, like, that's what we're all striving towards one day. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and I imagine, like, Margot was a big moment for you as well to, to get a little bit of that recognition. And, and it starts the journey towards, like, feeling like, you know, I've, I got some momentum. This seems more real now. Uh, I'm in this festival within Toronto how was that experience in motivating you to like really continue pushing towards your your craft um it made me feel like okay um you you are I don't this is gonna sound funny but you are allowed to keep going mm. it's not just you who thinks who thinks you have something going on it's it's some other people and especially since it's film like it's uh, there's movie theaters. It's meant for people to see, like just having the film in that festival meant a lot in terms of like, yeah, I could keep making movies because people are going to watch them. People like them. People think there's something to get from them. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask from your, like your, the origin story of Steffi over here. So <laughs> I did notice that of course you went to York Mm -hmm. and did the um did the film studies uh, program there and everything like that yeah um how, how did you feel like york had really uh inspired you to keep on going because I, I i do know a few people who of course do that four-year program but eventually yeah. just kind of flame out because they don't really find the instilled passion in it but how how did york prepare you for what you're creating right now 
Um, I think York was uh, mainly, it just exposed me to just culture and art. Like mm. I, I grew up in Mississauga in a very suburban area where people didn't think about <laughs> paintings and um, theater. And that's what York was for me. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it was like a gateway. Um, York has a really great library um for movies books photography i still like that's what i did um when i had spare time on campus was i would just go to the movie library because they have everything they have like the largest uh, movie library in canada i think um so i would watch like really old stuff um and that that just inspired me a lot and even like my other interests like photography or just like walking through the aisles they have books on everything so Mm-hmm. Um, York just ex- just exposed me to like basically art and knowledge and and then j- then there were my profs who um, who just like they took it seriously like I know it seems really simple and baseline but mm-hmm. you know when you have when you're in Mississauga and like everyone's like oh I'm gonna focus on like well not just Mississauga everywhere uh, every other suburb um, and they're just focusing on like practical careers um, but then going to just the a space, a place where everyone, um, their North Star is kind of the same thing. Um, that that was enough inspiration for me. Nice, nice. Honestly, though, like it, it's there is something to be said about like just film school because it's something that you literally cannot do by yourself. And yeah, like I'm sure you met some amazing collaborators that that you still work with today, still. Um, yeah, well, my two producers, Spencer Hahn and Steve Raggle, that's where I met. They were like two years younger than me. Or no, just a year below. But we still like, I went out on a, quite a couple of sets. Like every weekend when you're in film school, someone is shooting their thesis project. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's not just your year. It's the fourth years, the third years, the second years. And if you're in the beginning years, you, you're like really hungry and you want to go out on every set. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that was definitely inspirational too. It's just seeing people work very hard you're, yeah. you're like oh oh this, this is going on oh okay um I've been slacking um <laughs> but also like the vision like you see what people do and you're like oh that's cool I didn't know that you could do that and especially you see the process too so mm-hmm. yeah um John my the DP John Palenka he I met mm. him there um but I think every DP I've worked with in the in the last short couple of shorts all came from York so York York has been um uh it's been very important for me it was very important for me in um meeting people who I would consider lifelong friends and collaborators yeah and I would imagine that's definitely a very impressionable time everybody's really like just into the moment into the craft and kind of gung-ho about it like a lot of the people you meet there is are people who you will just eventually see again throughout your careers. Was there like, you know, an experience during those um, going on those sets, student led sets that like kind of broke some previous expectations or preconceptions of like filmmaking that um, that like going into the program you had or like, you know, just changed your perspective there? broke my well I, I don't it was the first time I made films mm-hmm. so being on other people's film sets um I learned that it's very methodical but it's it was 
<laughs> it was just very exhausting. Like the hours are so long and right. I, I, I worked in the camera electric lighting department. So I was like carrying C stands and I was like, oh, this is so much work. Um, um, so that, that was kind of a surprise is just all the physical um, strength uh, and stamina needed to work on set. Um, and then there was like just working or just directing my first film with like a crew. Um, that was like a shock to the nervous system, a shock to my, I don't know, it's just a shock everywhere. I remember coming in after my first um, short film, which was shot on Super 16, by the way. So not digital. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, my teacher was like, so how was it? And I was speechless. It wasn't like a fake speech. It was just like, uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, but honestly, that, that you do kind of speak to it because at times it's that overwhelming feeling that there's a whole cast and crew that is like just looking up to you to, to answer every question, to dictate every taste of every scene. And it's, it's overwhelming to the point where you just can't respond anymore. And um, I, I did want to ask you in, in some ways, such as uh, your film, Two Ladies There. Yeah. Um, first of all, you shot during winter. <laughs> like that that's already a hardship in itself i mean of course there are scenes like at a subway station and scenes that are outside too um you, you casted two incredible leads that i thought were like really added that kind of authentic touch to to your over to your story which is like a reversal take on on the james joyce story of two gallants there um what was it about those two leads that you casted that made you feel that they had that authentic push to to create the story that you wanted to tell? Um, I just felt like, oh yeah, I know those two girls. Mm. Um, I guess it was just like environment, um, the way people talk. Um, Rebecca grew up in Vaughn and I think Ayesha grew up in North York. I don't know, but she grew up in Toronto or some GTA and mm -hmm. I grew up in Mississauga. So um, the way they spoke, just like the slang or the way you know the way people talk like you can tell a lot from where they are so yeah that, i connected to that it wasn't too formal it wasn't too um alien to me so there was that and also like i think an aspect of themselves were just simply these characters so mm -hmm. that's why um i casted them Amazing. you have uh did you have a lot of like improv on uh on set during shooting as well especially since you yeah. you can get that sense of you know, um, just them being naturally who they are coming across on screen? Um, actually, that wasn't quite improvised. Everything was very written out, yeah. but there were rehearsals. There were, I've always had rehearsals. This is something I'm realizing. I've always thought they were very important. Um, but so we did rehearsals and we would scratch lines out, maybe change the sentences a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, surprisingly, everything was, they had to memorize the lines and Oh. Yeah, maybe like, but the thing is, I'm I'm not very like, oh, this is the line and you must say it this way. As long as, right. as long as they get the gist of it and they're not turning it into like a different genre or affecting the tone. Mm. I, I would imagine then, I guess, like, you know, on a short film budget, like time is of the essence. So you might not want to, you know, have too many takes. But I, like, I guess if you were like saying time wasn't necessarily or budget constraints weren't an issue, like, in your ideal directing style, would you be like, let's do a couple on, on the script and then see what happens 
Or like, do you feel like I have a very clear vision? This is, I feel like once we got it, we got it. I think um, at this point now, um, I think it would actually rain from project to project. I think Mm. for even like for yellow envelopes, like we had rehearsals, um, but for that film, I would have loved to take done so many takes. I would have loved to done 20 takes. I was talking to a director friend and he's like, yeah, I did 20 takes, but I wanted more Steffi. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, that's that. But um, in terms of improv, um, maybe it depends on the project, <laughs> but um, I could also see in the, in the future, um, just still memorizing the lines, but just doing it over and over again from many different angles right yeah exactly of course like in in two ladies it it is still a story although there is a lot of different characters like you have that whole house party scene um but it it is still condensed down to like two 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 ladies eventually navigating through that kind of like awkward situation everything um but in margot it's even mm. more singular, which focuses literally on the character of Margot and her whole work environment, which is also a pretty big cast in itself. I know. Too, right? I, was, I always do that. I shouldn't do that as a beginner filmmaker, but I can't help it. <laughs> no, and, and I just want to talk about the the uh, ambitiousness of it all, because it's a lot of moving parts in that one. On top of also tackling a theme, which is, you know, the from how I viewed it, was almost the ambiguity of sexual harassment in that. Uh Within working in the film um, industry, but also making a film about the film industry there, was that more of your your narrative take on the industry and the ambiguity of it all when creating Margot? Um, the way I approached it was just like, from what I heard from my friends and mm. personal, um, I'm too, as nice as it would be to be speaking for everyone, I never want to do that um it, it's just I, I I don't like approaching writing that way like that that's my personal experience um but it's what there's there's a couple of ways how, how I go about um in deciding and like choosing a story and then actually trying to make it and one is like okay I'm thinking about it and when I write the story there's a beginning middle and end like right off the top like the nuances and the nitty-gritty aren't there but like it it there's a hole. And then the second thing is if I start talking to people and then they have a similar experience. So as soon as you talk to two, three, four, five, six people and you're like, oh, this is something, then you, then that's when I decide like, okay, I want to write this story because this is, this is our story. So yeah. yeah. And sorry, Josh, were you able to say something? Oh, uh, well, I mean, during that process of like research and like coming up with with the dialogue and, and just making sure it sounded authentic, like how how was uh, towing that line, especially it's like a very sensitive topic and like you don't want dialogue to sound odd or just doesn't, doesn't sound realistic, you know, like how was measuring that line uh, when it came to writing? Um, again, I had rehearsals, um, but I did write the lines. Um, I did, I I write the lines initially and then I have rehearsals and then I see how that goes. um, And then I rewrite them. Sometimes I see it and like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. What the heck? Or the actor's like, this doesn't make sense. I'm like, yes, this is correct. (laughs) Um, I I like it to be collaborative. I I don't want it to be, well, sometimes I'm like, no, like Lucas, no. Sometimes I'm like, no, it has to be like this. But there, 
there are times where um, it changes. Um, but also just in terms of like how the lines actually come across, I'd like to take, I, I think that's because of the casting, to be honest. I think I give a lot of credit to the actors. Um, it's something I like consciously like really want to work on um, is like being able to, I, I don't work with casting directors um, or have a, like a direct, I've seen the position on set where there's like um, assistant to the cast or something like that, but then that, uh, or like acting coach, I've seen acting coach Oh. in um credits and i'm always like that's really weird um but yeah bottom line i think um the natural way or at least i think it's mostly natural that's my um intention comes <laughs> from choosing the cast awesome yeah. um i was watching a um an interview with you uh it was when you were also promoting um margo at the uh, toronto real asian film fest and you had a great line, which talked about, um, you were referencing uh, the cat lady. Oh, cat person. Cat person. Uh, this article from the New Yorker, which you said was, was at times like banal, but it went viral just because like a story like that was never told. And as a result, you, you had a great um, takeaway from that was just because just women don't actually really get to tell their own stories too often. Um, is that kind of through line, that kind of mantra, what really inspires you to create more stories that are more focused from the, from the feminine perspective? Is, is that your through line there? Yeah, I, I think that is a through line. And in the future, I would like to write male, pro male protagonists. I would love to um, write from my point of view of what I think um, or what women see and how a man navigates through this world. And yeah, so, but that is definitely a through line is just like, I think the woman, like there's a lot of like poetry and novels and music, but I don't think, I don't think there's a lot in film. So that's definitely a motivating hmm. um, factor. Has there been a portrayal like, recently in the last few years that really caught your eye that this was like you know this uh, feminine yeah. character is like really good pops off screen i i love um andrea arnold um she did the short wasp she did fish tank she did american honey um withering heights you should search up her shorts but it's very like it's like a documentary but it's of course written um her characters really pop off the screen because they're like imperfect and it, it's just, it, it's, it's really not that, um, how do I say this, um, surprising what she's doing with the characters. It's just the main characters are usually always men. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why her characters pop off screen and she's like very talented. Um, who else did a bunch of, I, I think men can definitely, of course, of course men can write um, women characters too. Um, this is just off the top of my head, but in White Lotus, like I thought that mm. um, Mike White, like he was still able to write women well. Um, it was an ensemble cast and like there was a nice mixture of women in there. Um, who else? Um, I don't know. But yeah, yeah definitely Andrea Arnold. Okay. Arnold. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely have to look her up and um, 
yeah now that you mentioned white lotus it it was a it was a great ensemble cast i feel like as long as you have your characters in a especially in a story like that as long as they have the variety of perspectives and personalities it's just you know they come off more as individuals and like you can connect with them on all levels even if maybe you don't identify with the exact character you can still understand where they're mm-hmm. coming from and it's all very familiar yeah 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 no doubt um i did want to also go into your as of yet released short film that was recently shot was it was it summer or no no it, it was like going into fall oh yellow envelopes yeah yeah, yeah. that was just last month yeah 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 <laughs> last month it's okay time is does not exist tell me about it i know oh my god um Amazing time on set. I, I know I was only there for one day, but just everything was, uh, you know, uh, everyone is, is trying their best in this whole industry, but there are some people who do it better than others. And uh, you're set there, incredibly organized. Everyone was so welcoming and friendly. Everyone was so down to work. And again, for everyone, it was an overnight shoot. So, I mean, we were shooting from like midnight till uh, about 10 or 9 a.m. or something like that. It was, yeah, never again. <laughs> yeah. But just overall, the morale was still there. And, and that's something that I, that is like, just, it, it is the intangibles and it always stems from the top. So you as a director, you really bring that morale up and everything like that. Um, I did want to ask about your directing style though. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, have you figured out one of your, your mantras or, or something that you are consistently bringing to every set or is that still something that's uh, forming? Um, well, I'm definitely growing. Um, like it changes each time, um, just to like rewind a bit, but, um, Josh, what you were asking before about, would you have done it like 20 different times for two ladies? I wouldn't have known what to do with those 20 takes. I was Uh, clueless. Um, but the thing is just like everything, the more you do it, the more you realize you don't know. hmm. Um, so in terms of directing style, um, I think I've just learned to be more open and um, being okay if things don't go exactly the way that I want. Um, I think for me, it's just to like prepare, over prepare. Like I do like my own script analysis for the actors. Um, I make a shot list, but it doesn't have to be exact. Um, I just do what I think that needs to be done. And then, just let it all go and then arrive on set and try to be as present as possible and try to be as relaxed as possible. Um, um, Just try to be my best self. I don't, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like not to not overthink, just be like, just be a friend to myself on set more Mm. Um, before like Mm. on set it, you know, that, that feeling when you're in it and you're like, is that the right answer? Is that the right mm. way to do it? Before I go in and be like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm stupid. Oh, what is it? And it's mm. definitely one thing, but now it's like, it could be that thing. It could be the other, but there's no definite way of getting to that point. So let's just try a couple of things. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely get a couple of takes, um, have rehearsals, um, have a lot of conversations with all everyone who you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'd like to think that I, I'm just doing the very like simple conversations that you're supposed to have with everyone. 
but through my, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but um, my, my podiatrist, um, my foot doctor was moving and I was really sad. Mm-hmm. And she said, don't worry. Um, I know who to get for you because um, she's good with sensitive people and um, is very attentive. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's me? <laughs> she's just taking care of my foot. We never say more than 10 words to each other. So I was like, okay, I guess that that's me um so i mean i'm just telling you like i feel like i'm just what i how i make my films is pretty basic but there's probably like people who say like she likes to talk a lot she likes to have like 20 conversations so no definitely there is that kind of like emotional investment that you do have in addition to the physical and mental investment so like Mm -hmm. i would say like you are putting in so much of yourself into that craft that as a result, you prepare so much, but at the same time, it's like, you're just, you're just bracing and trying to be at the same time, the nicest version to yourself, just because you're incredibly vulnerable. Everyone's asking you so many things at the same time. It's, it's so mentally taxing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yes, would that, it is. Would that be like a, a quality you would recommend for like aspiring directors, newer uh, directors who haven't been on set yet? It's kind of like, you know, being nimble and being adaptive to your situation and and having that expectation as opposed to like I want things this way if it's not this way I'm going to crumble you know yeah or so definitely be nimble be flexible things you can't predict the future um there are so many like seconds in between getting to where you want where you're going to make decisions where you didn't know you had to make decisions like Mm which way should the hand be held? Like, mm-hmm. that's not even a, that's not even the actor intention. That's just a visual cue. And then how does it feel right for the actor? Right. Um, and then for people who really want something very specific, um, this is my advice to myself. If I were to do that in the future is like, you have to plan a lot. You have to, you should storyboard. You should have like 10 camera tests. Oh you should, you should, if, if there's a movie that you, I'm just, I'm just like, a grown-up nerd basically that's i think that's my approach is just do your research and diligence before arriving on set um but yeah like you could you could do anything in infinitely um but if you want something exactly um you better be prepared or else like that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> so there there are some directors i've heard where they're like they don't do storyboarding and then just on the day they're like okay let's figure out on the day let's collaborate it's 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 movie making let's get to it or something like that and it's like is there is there a, a director like a working director professional you know historical that um that inspire you in their style of directing and all um i haven't i haven't listened to enough directors to talk about their craft and i probably should um um but from like I know Kubrick, like that's very very film one hundred and one. But he like planned everything very meticulously. Mm. Um, and then there's people. Is it um, Wong Kar Wai who stole everyone's passports and didn't have a script for on set? That's yes, because he a what? lot of his yeah in uh, in the uh, oh shoot I'm in the mood for love in the mood for love yeah like. I saw I saw um, Tony Leung in a clip on YouTube talk about his rela- working relationship with Wong Kar Wai, and it mm-hmm. was like he never got a script, 
up until the act for a lot of the movies going into it. And then it's like, it was during the movie that, you know, there was such of a, a fluid process in making it coming up with the story. It was like halfway through the film, it suddenly they changed the characters and Tony Leung's this completely different character. It's like, that's like off the seat of your pants directing basically. Yeah. That's yeah. just anxiety ridden. <laughs> I can't imagine that. I've done something like that. It's great. Oh, Really? What happened? What happened? Yeah. Um, well, I came up with beats. I didn't write a script, like, but I did a lot of homework of like who I thought the character was. And like, I wrote like six different um, synopsis for this character. And then um, there was the rehearsals, but we also filmed it. And then it was just like, okay, we're in a park. Um, and I, I, I bring some props as like starting points and then just like, okay, do this, do that. It's, I don't know. It's like live writing, you know? Mm, yeah. So I, I think I've exercised that muscle a lot um, over the past couple of months. So yeah. it felt, it, this was recent, this exercise. So oh, damn. yeah, it was, it was, it was very um, liberating. Um, I want to do it more, but also like structure and story is still very important to yeah. me. Right. Yeah. The plot. I like I'm not very a plot like, oh, there's A, B, and C, and they're going to intertwine, and then there's the climax of, I'm not the climax, the inciting incident, <laughs> like, a, like a, I'm not very, I could get better at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, almost just to wrap it up there, but I, I did want to ask about, you know, again, there were so many moving pieces in, in yellow envelopes that we were filming. Um, you know, like a pr pretty big cast, a lot of crew and everything like that, multiple locations that, that you guys had shot at. Was there any good takeaways that you learned from about yourself and also about the craft that you didn't realize before? What do you, can you give me an example? <laughs> because like, it's really hard for me to. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just remember you just said like, no more overnight shoots. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> did, did you realize how much yeah. longer that, yeah. Um, no more night shoots. Um, no, it, no, it's, it's too, it's weird. And me and Tiffany, the lead, we're discussing this, like, it's unholy. Like, it's so <laughs> unsacred. It, human yeah. beings are supposed to be asleep at night. <laughs> um, yeah, um, COVID. Um, I, I, I don't want to do a set that big ever again with the COVID, um, with just COVID or any pandemic, because the anxiety of, Films are expensive, like lining up everyone. And then if someone gets COVID, it's all shot. That's a terrible feeling to carry around. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, learning on the subway is not so bad. I mean, learning, sorry, um, shooting, shooting on the subway is actually not so bad. I would mm -hmm. love to shoot in a moving subway one day. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one thing um, that I can carry on now is I... In terms of who I feel the most comfortable with on set, I really do gravitate towards the actors. Hmm. I, 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 like, I like being with the performers because, like, for me, that's, like, what making films are. is just, like, you're just pretending and you're, like, imagining. And I feel like, I feel like the actors are the closest to that. Like, everyone hmm. else, like, there, there is, they are, they're more fo focused, like, on a craft thing. Yeah but the actors are more like getting spacey and weird. And I like that. So, so you're very much a, an actor's director as opposed to like, you know, uh, a DP's director or like- uh, Yeah, I don't think I'm a DP's. 
my god honestly you're... we could go on for hours talking and everything like that but just personally it was so much fun working with you and uh and I, I just hope that whoever listens to this at least gets a semblance of a feeling that how much fun it really was to work on this just because you know like it was overnight shoots and everything like that but uh it was all well worth it and um just really grateful to be a part of this so it was really fun thank you thankful to have you awesome um josh did we want to go into some word association here Yes, let's uh, learn a little bit more about Steffi through word association subconscious. Oh, no. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe this will be like, uh, you know, uh, just like a conversational version with your podiatrist. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, the 10 words of your mind and not your feet. Uh, so we'll, I'll get, start off with uh, my 10 words. And then all you have to do is clear your mind and say the first word you know idea image that comes to your mind after each word and then uh, lucas will go with his 10 words are you ready wait so you're going first right i'm going first yeah okay okay so get in clear your head no thinking of overnight shoots you know no thinking of uh directing at all clear your mind and your first word is childhood i apples apples okay okay oh. okay well, this actually leads into my next word. So again, first first word that pops into your head, first idea. Your okay. word is banana. Chocolate. Good combination. Next word. Sun. Mewtwo. Mewtwo? The, the, the Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> That's an interesting connection. I kind of see that. Is it is it because Mewtwo is like the clone son of Mew, or is? I think so. I don't. I don't know. This is just a word association game, right? Nice. <laughs> nice. We're learning. We're learning some stuff. Okay. Cool. Cool. Next word. Solitude. Tree. Next word. Goal. Sky. River. Cold. Circle. End. Kumquat. Fruit. Winning. Losing. And last word, finished. Begin. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Circle and so, finish. Begin. Just the opposite. That's what I'm <laughs> All right, great. Lucas, your 10 words. All right. You feel good, Steffi? Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Your first word of 10. Toronto. Happy. Oh, nice. TikTok. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Margo. Shorts. Nice. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. It's also a short film, but also, but, oh, yeah. yeah. Good point. Uh, trope. Avoid. Mm. Avoid. Avoid. Good call. Uh, culture. Um, jazz. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. 
Like, ooh, you like jazz? <laughs> it's like Seinfeld. I just, I just, I just like, think yeah. in a cartoonish way right now, you know? Right. <laughs> you think of culture and you think of people who listen to jazz and like, just listen. Night. You're right, you're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next word, fashion. Love. There we are. Oh, this one. Uh, overnight. Stressed. <laughs> York. Beginnings. Nice. Yellow. Is it cliche if I say envelopes? It's not cliche at all. It's been a word. It's been a word worm in my yeah. Nice. And your last word is Steffi. That's weird. Oh, <laughs> that's a friend I had. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Give it up for Steffi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you awesome. so much for coming on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, where can people find you and also like potentially see your work? Um, you're the one who told me that people don't send each other's emails anymore and that they just give each other's handles. So you can find me on Instagram at Steffi Tupet. Um, yeah. And then if it, need any advice or anything further i'm pretty busy but you could dm me and i'll send you my email address and could carry on through there awesome amazing um yeah did you also want to put out your vimeo by any chance because there are some like stuff yeah sure um how do i do that because that's just like a long url like just vimeo.com slash steffy tube or you can read it yeah, out on I, the I, pod and then people will just go one letter at a time and type it in. But I mean, I am you. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, in that case, we'll have a link. We'll have a link in the description and uh, people can find you there. Um, when, when is Yellow Envelope uh, expected? Uh, what's the timeline there? Um, so it's, it should be picture lock and color correcting by like March next year. Mm. Um, nice. And then I'll send it to festivals, but maybe you'll do cast and crew screening beforehand. And yeah. Cool. Cool. Can't wait. Yeah. 2022. 2022. Yeah. It's like 2021 never happened. You go 2020 and then 2022. Oh my God. I still think it's 2020. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tell me about it. <laughs> Josh, where can people find you? Uh, at Josh Yang Comedy across all. Uh, social media platforms and of course you can always uh, sleep with Josh on the sleep with Josh podcast where I read actually uh, dry and boring things with my voice so uh, you know laws the dictionary uh, for one episode I count sheep for an hour so you know just a couple a lot of boring (laughs) stuff but uh, sleep with Josh podcast is there and Lucas I'm gonna wait for you to there you go uh, Lucas, what are your handles? Uh, everyone can find me across social media at Lucas John Ng. Again, that last name is just two letters, no vowels. N for Nancy, G for golf. And if you like what you see and hear, follow us on YouTube and also on wherever you listen to your podcast, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, mm-hmm. at HWMIY Podcast. Awesome. I, oh, also leave a review too wherever you can find reviews so we'd love to hear your feedback but also it'd be great to know that we have some listeners too at the same time so yeah thank you everybody <laughs> listener uh, interaction is always good always yeah. always encouraged. get up for steffi one more time this was so good thank you so much for coming on 
Thank you. Give it up for you two. Sixty-five. Yeah. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Yeah. 65. 65. No, sixty-six. Isn't it sixty-six? Sixty-five plus a special bonus episode. Oh, okay, there you go. So we're we're at a secret sixty-six. Yeah. Secret cool. sixty-six. All right. All right. We'll see you all in two weeks' time. See you later. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 